in sports. We talk a lot about impact players who make a positive difference. When it comes to our state's economy, the North Carolina pork industry is a true MVP. Each year, the pork industry plays an important role in supporting rural communities across our state. It contributes more than $10 billion a year to the North Carolina economy and supports more than 44,000 jobs. Learn more about their positive impact at ncpork.org. The North Carolina Pork Council, the foundational partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. The North Carolina Sports Network will be on site at Bob Waters Field at EJ Whitmire Stadium this Saturday for the Southern Conference Showdown between the Furman Paladins and the Western Carolina Catamounts with the Old North State Tailgate presented by the North Carolina Port Council. Come see us outside of the stadium, toss around some footballs, talk to us about your thoughts about sports here in the Old North State, and you can also get a free North Carolina Port Council tailgate cup. That's coming up this Saturday, the Old North State tailgate presented by NC Port and our tour stop, Furman, Western Carolina football in Cullowee. Joining us now is the Director of Athletics at Western Carolina University, Alex Geary. And Alex, welcome to the North Carolina Sports Network. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend coming up with the Old North State tailgate coming to Collie to celebrate Catamounts football. And I got to tell you, Alex, I've not been to Collie since 1999 when I was the voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers. And that was a very bad day for my team as Western Carolina took the old mountain jug right there. And I know as a Catamount alum, you know, rivalries like that and games like this one coming up on Saturday against Furman have to stoke your purple and gold heart in a very big way. I mean, you, you have to feel like you've landed into the briar patch, so to speak, and the old bear rabbit uh, type of thing. You're in the best place right now as an alum to really impact your vision as a first-time director of athletics? Yeah, it's this weekend's huge for us. I, I feel like we've had some of the biggest games in our recent football history this year already. We started off uh, a very competitive game against Sanford this year, who won our league last year. Then we had to go to Eastern Kentucky, a team that was a playoff team last year. And we had to go to Chattanooga uh, on the road as well during their homecoming. Had a huge 52-50 to 50 win there. So I've used this kind of mantra of, it's the biggest game in our program's history in a long time. And Saturday is another huge game. It's beautiful here in Cullowee. Um, the, the leaves are changing colors rapidly. It doesn't last very long. So come on out uh, when you can see it. But there should be 13, 14,000 strong here in Cullowee this weekend. We look forward to a good football game. Now, you came to Cullowee and Western Carolina, your alma mater, mm -hmm. from being the head of athletics development at Oregon State in the Pac-12. What's the biggest difference between the Pac-12, Power 5 Conference, and FCS level at Western Carolina in Colorway? Well, there are a lot of differences. Um, for me personally, being someone that at, at Oregon State is just over fundraising, your job is pretty simple. It's not easy, it's not you know super straightforward, but it's fundraising. Um, I'm used to fundraising, I've done it at several other institutions. Um, we engage with donors and talk to them about the vision of the athletics department in the university, and that's what we have to deal with. Um, 
coming to the FCS level, we have less resources. I'm not talking about just money, but less people too. And so your ability to get out there and share your vision uh, with, with all the Catamount Nation, with the community, so on and so forth, you have to really make that a priority because at this level, people are pulled in a lot of different directions. And I find myself uh, being pulled in a lot of different directions, which I enjoy. Being a first-time athletic director, there is a lot to learn. Uh, you have to uh, get more involved in different things and you're really learning on the job. But I feel like over the past three and a half years, uh, we've been able to accomplish some really good things. We've been able to change the culture uh, from a, from an expectation standpoint and not being afraid to talk about winning. We want to be successful. This is sports and, and you win and you lose. There's no really in between. We want to do it the right way. Uh, we've been able to be very, very successful over the last few years and I'm excited about what's to come. When I became a first-time AD back in 2010, one of my mentors told me that being an AD was an up-and-down job, that the highs were going to be higher, the lows were going to be lower, and the best thing you could do for your mental state of mind was just to find a solid middle ground that you could just stay at. What's your experience been since arriving and taking over a department that's not been known for great success? They've had you know, baseball success, a few years of basketball success, and football success under Bob Waters, but that's been a long time coming. So you've really had to, to come out of the box swinging, using a baseball analogy to your uh, sport, where you've been a former Southern Conference uh, Player of the Week in the past, but you didn't have the opportunity to sit back and just watch a few pitches go by. You've had to come out in a very aggressive way. Yeah, so my tenure as athletic director at Western started in May of 2020. And I don't know if you remember, but there was something interrupting the world in terms of uh, operations in May of 2020. So many of my first phone calls to some of our head coaches were introductory, telling them that I know your seasons just got canceled, but everything will be okay. So a lot of your traditional 30, 60, 90 day planning that you would implement when you go into a job, we just weren't able to, to we, we, there was no uh, playbook for this. So honestly, I just kind of stepped back and, and, and knew that what we could do is control what we can control. What we could control at the time is communicating with our coaches, communicating with our staff. Sometimes it didn't really matter what that communication looked like, um, but we spent the whole first year just trying to make sure that we got to know each other and that our coaches and our staff were well informed about the things that were happening around us. When games are getting canceled and there's not people in the stands and there's so many different things going on, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions out there. But I think once we got through much of that, I wanted to kind of go back to why we're here. And we're here for what I consider to be two reasons. Our mission statement is Cataman Athletics strives to foster a championship culture while preparing student athletes for lifelong success. That championship culture is internally and how we treat each other with respect um, and, and how we operate in integrity and all of that. But it's also having a mission to win. To your point, we have not won a lot here at Western Carolina University. We've had some baseball success in the past. Our track and field programs have been really, really good. But um, over the last couple of years, we've really made competitive success a priority. And a lot of that is about alignment. It's about alignment with our chancellor, our board of trustees, um, that athletics here can be successful. We just can't be afraid to talk about it. So once we got out of COVID and we started to put a few things in place from a resource perspective, from a metric perspective and really helping coaches um, communicate what success looks like and how can we get there, we started to see the fruit of a lot of that. This past year, our women's golf team won more tournaments than they ever have. 
Um, our women's uh, uh, tennis team won more matches than they ever have. This year, our women's soccer team just last week cl uh, clinched its very first Southern Conference championship, regular season championship since 2001 when I was a freshman here at Western Carolina University. And you're also starting to see a lot of good movement in other sports too. Men's basketball was an overtime loss away from beating Furman in the semifinal of the, of the Southern Conference Men's Basketball ch uh, Championship last year. Football as well on their way to a, to a great amount of success too. So we've really just made sure that uh, our staff understands that winning is priority. We can't do everything at this level. We can't provide every single resource, but we can do a little bit better. And doing a little bit better at Western Carolina goes a long way because we have people that do support us. At our football games, every single week, week in and week out, we have 11, 12, 13,000 people, which is typically tops in the Southern Conference. So we wanted to establish what's important to us. The first thing is having that championship culture, not being afraid to talk about winning, but also preparing student athletes for lifelong success. We've got a position uh, that we're interviewing for actually next week called the Director of Student Athlete Development that will focus on the 40-year experience. I know this is a little bit cliche, but it's important. Um, it'll focus on the 40-year experience after our kids leave here, not just the four-year experience while they're here. The position will run what's called a uh, the We Climb program here in Cullowee. We like to use We as in W-H-E-E -E all the time. Climb stands for creating leaders in the mountains and beyond. So we want to be successful. We want to prepare our kids for life after, and we have a game plan for both of those things. Sport Clips is like no other place you've ever gotten your haircut. Sports everywhere, TVs everywhere, playing sports. And guy smart stylists who know how to give you the haircut you want and the haircut you need. You don't ever need an appointment. Walk-ins are welcome, and you'll walk out feeling like an MVP, guaranteed. Be sure to ask about the MVP experience, as it's something you just can't put into words. Awesome haircut, hot steam towel, invigorating shampoo, neck and shoulder treatment. It takes a haircut and turns it into an event. Sport Clips, a proud partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. We're talking with Alex Gary. He's the director of athletics. We're talking with Alex Gary. He's the athletics director at Western Carolina University. And Alex, you're talking about building that culture and it's a 40 year decision on where young people go to college. But in today's world of college athletics, so many of the kids are first and foremost, or at least it's portrayed like this by the media, thinking about name, image and likeness, how they can cash in and how they can as soon as possible transfer out of schools at that division two or mid-major division one level and get to the big time. How much of your experience as a student athlete and being at those bigger schools, have you been able to impart on your captains, on the athletes at Western Carolina to be a true mentor to them and help them understand that sometimes the grass isn't always greener because a lot of those portal kids that go into the portal, they never come out. Yeah, that's very true. You know, for me, I like to um, just allow them to think about things and think about the decisions that they're making. And not just that it's the fashionable thing to do to go to a, another school, another level, a, a bigger school, so to speak. Um, but think about what they want out of that experience. We've had a, a number of different examples, to your point, of people getting into the portal and not ever getting out of the portal or getting into a different situation. And maybe it wasn't quite what they thought it was. So 
we like to use different examples. We like to encourage them to talk to student athletes that have transferred. But at the end of the day, I also look at it like this. If somebody's at Western Carolina University, they're an outstanding student athlete and they want to challenge themselves to go play their sport in, in a power five conference or something of that nature, and they feel like they can do that, I want to absolutely support them. Sometimes it's about NIL. When you're talking about power five to power five, or maybe even group of five to power five, many times it's about NIL. From an FCS perspective, um, at least in football, Many times it's about getting a larger opportunity and being able to prove yourself on a self on a larger stage. We've got some amazing student athletes in football here and really all sports. But in football in particular, Coach Bell has done an outstanding job of recruiting really high level quality student athletes. They're not as big as they maybe are in the power five, but they're just as fast and they're just as skillful. And so once they show they can compete at this level, it's many times it's an audition for the power five or it's an audition for the bigger level. I want to support student athletes for being able to, to, to challenge themselves and prove themselves. Uh, I never want to restrict that. At the same time, I just want to make sure they're fully aware of the implications of their decision. And what, what's the motivation? You know, do they want to win a national championship? I feel like you can win a national championship in, in football here at Western Carolina University. I feel like you can win Southern Conference championships uh, in many other sports here at Western Carolina University. And so there's an opportunity for them to be successful. We just want to um, kind of stir their thoughts a little bit and have them make a decision that's well, well educated, not trying to restrict what they want to do, but just making sure they fully think about the decision. So NIL uh, has shown itself more so on the basketball side, to be quite honest with you, than it has in football at this point. But we're, we're trying to educate them on, on what uh, is out there for them. Um, obviously, basketball plays at the same level, so to speak, uh, in Division One. Football doesn't play at the same level in of Division One. I think that it's a much less, a much easier curve to do that from a basketball perspective than maybe it is from a football perspective. Uh, but again, for us here, it's just about education. We want to support, you know, the, the dreams and aspirations and, and, and things that kids want to do 100%. I'm not here to restrict kids. We're not going to restrict kids. But we do want them to, to give the decisions full thought and really have them understand um, all of the implications that are out there that, that will be that will come to fruition through that decision. And traveling around the old North State with our tailgate tour and going to different campuses every week, I've had a chance to sit back and watch a lot of coaches and a lot of ADs and a lot of fan bases. And the one thing that has really stuck in my mind, having been out of the college athletic scene for the last six years, is how impatient everybody is. My dad used to say to me, patience is a virtue, and I hated that. I've never been a very patient person. But how much is patience ranking in your top 10 qualities as you try to build that culture. I mean, sure, Kerwin Bell's having a great season this year with Catamounts football, but it doesn't mean that everybody is going to proceed at that same meteoric pace. And how do you quell that, that hunger to get after those championships and mix that with the patience that is the byproduct of any great leader? Yeah, I think it starts first with just being, you got to be realistic, right? Like, when Coach Bell took over the reins here at Western Carolina University, I said to myself, I, I said to myself, um, I didn't really have this conversation with him, but internally I said, what would be a good first year? And I said, a good first year, considering we won one game the year before he got here, a good first year would be to win four games. And we ended up four and four in the league, which was outstanding in, in his first year. In the second year, we wanted to have a winning record. We hadn't had a winning record since 2017. 
We ended up six and five, winning uh, the last game of the year uh, in pretty dramatic fashion, which was fan which was fantastic. Going into this third year, we wanted to win eight games. We hadn't won eight games here since the before I was born. Uh, we hadn't been to an FCS playoff since 1983. And so this is our best start from a football perspective since 1974. Now, I won't say that I knew we were going to break all of those records uh, and, and, and do that well this quickly, but I think that um, patience is something that I certainly have to work on as an AD, and many leaders do, many people do in general, but at the same time, I've got to be realistic. I can't expect, uh, even though Kerwin Bell has won a national championship uh, uh, at Valdosta State, I can't expect that to be in year one, uh, but what we can do is look at progress, look at steps. Are we getting better uh, or are we staying the same? And I think unequivocally, we're getting better. You look at uh, men's basketball and, and what Justin Gray and his staff have been able to accomplish uh, on, on that side. They picked this, you know, 10th or his first year. They picked this, uh, I believe it was ninth. The second year, he ended up fourth. And I have no doubt they'll pick us in the top two or three in the league this year. So you've got to be realistic. You've got to be realistic when it comes to the resources versus the expectations. We have some sports here at Western Carolina University that we don't even have a full uh, staff uh, in terms of coaches. I just mentioned Chad Miller, our women's soccer coach, won the first Southern Conference regular season championship since 2001. He only has one full-time assistant. My expectations uh, for a staff that has less support are not what they are for, for a staff that we've invested more into. And so I think that you have to be realistic and also have to understand the the, the expected return for the in, investment that you made in, in the programs. We made a big investment in men's basketball. We made a big investment in, in football. And I think we're starting to see returns in both of those two sports. What's a typical work day for you as the director of athletics at Western Carolina? Oh, man, there uh, there really is no typical work day. Uh, I know that's probably what every AD will say, but it's because it's very true. You know, today um, I went and met with the chancellor and I had a, had a donor meeting with a foundation. We're trying to uh, completely transform all of our athletic facilities here through a campaign at Western Carolina University. Um, we've got meetings with coaches. We've got um, uh, meetings with folks across campus to try to encourage students to come back. It's fall break this week, and so we hope to have uh, all of our students back for the game on Saturday at 2.30. Um, but there's always something going on. I think kind of leading back to our question before about what's it like to be an FCSAD, being an FCSAD, you are stretched thin. So every day is different. Some some days I'm, I'm, you know, doing sports information type activity. Some days I feel like I'm an academic counselor. Some days I'm I'm an HR specialist. And some days I, I get to, to be where I'm comfortable as a fundraiser. But um, and some days I'm just talking to the staff. I'm visiting with people. I'm talking to athletic trainers. I'm talking to academic counselors. I'm talking to assistant coaches. I think it's really important to have a beat on what's going on uh, in the department. Um, I wish I was as successful of, of, with, with this at all times, like I, like I may sound right now, but um, I think every day you just kind of have to react to what that day brings, but always keep uh, the mission uh, at the forefront of your mind. That's a great attitude to have, and it's a lot of fun to watch the success of any North Carolina school, but being from the western part of the state, to see Western Carolina win, man, I, I can't wait to be in Cullowee this weekend, and when Coach Bell met with David Glenn on the David Glenn Show, that'll premiere at 9 a.m. on Thursday this week here on the North Carolina Sports Network, 
he said he was looking forward to watching grown men cry <laughs> when wins happen. Now, as an alum, it gives me chill butts just talking about that because I know what that feeling feels like. As the director of athletics at Western Carolina University, Alex Gary, when have you had that moment so far that you've gotten the chill bumps and you said, man, all the struggle through COVID and through hiring and getting the right people on the bus, when was that first moment that you just felt that, that, that chill going through your mind saying, man, I was born to be here at this moment at this time? You know, I don't know when the first moment was, but I do remember different moments. I remember winning big football games. I remember winning big volleyball games. I remember um, all of these wins that have happened over the last few years. And I, re I remember it most because of because of people's reaction, people, the text messages that we get, um, you know, the pats on the back, the emails, all this, all this stuff. And I've, I've personally gotten emotional uh, from some of our successes since I've been here, too, because I understand how much it means to people. I understand that people for a long time would circle Western Carolina as a win on their schedule. And that's not us anymore. And it won't be us going forward. I understand how much it means to our fans to, to be in the game, to, to have some success. And um, it means a lot to me, too. This is a place where I went to school. This is a place where I competed. This is a place where I where I won a Southern Conference championship, regular season and tournament as a member of the baseball team. I know we can do it here. And. You know, the, the last football game of the year last year, when, when, it, when it allowed us to be, you know, six and five in our first winning season since 17, I mentioned before. But as I was looking up in those stands and I saw how happy people were that we had finally gotten that winning season, I knew it meant so much to them. And I tell our alumni all the time, one of the things that continues to motivate me and one of the things that continues to motivate our coaches is how much success means to our people, our community, our university, our alumni, because we haven't been in it every single year. And so we don't know where the rest of this year, uh, what, what the rest of this year has in store for us. But, um, you know, if we are able to be uh, meet the goals that we we set out at the beginning of the year from a football program perspective and an overall athletics perspective, I think you're going to see some 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 grown men get get pretty emotional, and that's okay. Alex Gary, thank you so much for joining us here on the North Carolina Sports Network. We look forward to being your guest at EJ Whitmire Stadium, Bob Waters Field, coming up this Saturday for the Big Furman and Western Carolina football game, Southern Conference matchup. I'm a Southern Conference fan, so it's good to be on campus and to see those leaves and to see the purple and gold come out of the tunnel. Uh, thanks a lot for your time today. Thanks for having us. We look forward to seeing you on campus this weekend.